0: Hey, everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. What I had planned as a message on faith has become a, then we said, oh, maybe it's a little mini-series. Then it became a series. Now it's become a double-series series The whole theme of the whole first quarter of 2022, faith and how faith works because I know I'm not the only one that wants to have a faith that actually works, right? Come on, who wants to have faith that gets something done? Faith that gets some results and I know we've been hearing the testimonies of faith that is actually working in our lives. We've heard many testimonies lately uh, about what God's been doing through through faith and uh, today... Well, we're just going to have number seven, and I think it might be, I think we might be, we might close it out today and, and, and transfer our attention. We might pivot a little bit as we get to Easter, and who knows, we might come back to some more faith. But today we're going to uh, look at uh, number seven of how faith works. But before we jump into it, how about a little review? All right, how about a little review? Because I know that this has been revolutionary for some of us. So let's just go over it very quickly again. Biblical faith, right? True biblical faith is based on what? The will of God. The first step of how faith works is we must know and understand God's will, right? We can't just use our faith on whatever. Okay, faith is about the will of God. So, but once we know the will of God, by the way, where do we find the will of God? In the word. That's why we're reading every word together, because we want to know God's will. And when we discover God's will, when we understand God's will, what's the next thing we need to do about God's will? Ask. Ask for it, right? We need to ask for God's will. We need to ask for things in faith because the Bible says sometimes we don't have because we don't ask, but when we ask, we we receive, right? When we ask, we receive. And there's a verse we've been reading again and again, I'm just going to quote it, that if we ask anything according to His will, we are confident that He hears us and that He'll give it to us, all right? So, Biblically, not just what you feel, no, biblically, if we know God's will and we ask for it, we know he hears us, but also that, where's the answer? It's given, right? If it's his will and we've asked for it, we believe that the answer is given. So if we believe that the answer is already given, then what ought we do next? Seek. We've got to go looking for it, right? Right? We've got to go looking looking for the answer. And then when we believe we found the answer, we've got to what? Knock, which means we have to insist on it. We've got to be persistent in our pursuit of God's will, right? That's how faith works. Will Ask, seek, knock. Let's do it again. Will, ask, seek, knock. What if I just ask, seek, knock without knowing his will? Will that work? What if I know his will, but that's all. I just know it. Will that work? What if I know his will and I begin to ask for it, but that's all I do? Will that necessarily work? No. The answer might be right around the block. But because I'm not looking for it, I don't find it, right? <sighs> Will ask seek not what if I'm seeking it and I find it, but then I just kind of give up. Will that work? No, we've got to knock. We've got to be persistent. Come on, let's do that again. Will and that spells wask. Just remember, faith isn't about asking, it's about Wasking, all right? (laughs) Tap your neighbor and say, you got to (laughs) wask. Pastor RJ taught us that the thing we need the most isn't a miracle. The thing we need the most is what? Faith, to walk in faith. And then we learned that faith really pleases God, right? We saw a story where a man's faith, Just amazed Jesus, right? And last week, whoo, Lord, we learned that there is an unbreakable connection between faith and forgiveness. Forgiveness, when we freely forgive, our faith flows freely. An unoffendable heart sets us up to have an unlimited faith, right? Well, today I want to talk to you a little bit about the fight of faith. The fight. Come on, he's back. I just think he wants to learn. All right, turn to somebody and say, you've got to learn to fight. Come on, turn to somebody else and say, this faith thing isn't for the faint of heart. Come on, turn to somebody else. I, I don't know about this one now. You, you better be careful with this. I want to turn to somebody else and say, religion is for wimps. But faith is for champions yeah come on to talk to you about the fight of faith because y'all faith is a fight but but before we get into that I want to ask you I want you to think of this have you ever seen a team speaking of sports okay have you ever seen a team lose not because of their lack of talent but because they were simply not playing the game right? I just heard it. The 2017 Super Bowl. Listen, the Falcons were better. Listen, they actually had that year, that year, more talent and more power, and they showed it the whole first half of the game. And then they got cocky and stupid and started playing dumb, right? They started playing cocky and prideful, and then what happened? They lost. We all remember because we had a Super Bowl party at church and all cried. Okay. How about this one? Have you ever, listen, have you ever seen a team win? Not necessarily because they had the most talent, but because they played right. I think of the 2021 World Series. Listen. All right. Listen. All the experts said the Braves were the underdog, that the Astros had more power, that they were going to hit more home runs and score more runs and do all that. But we all know what happened, right? Yeah. They played right and won. Okay? Faith is a fight that you have to learn to do right. Okay? Faith is a fight, and you have to learn to fight right. Come on, tell somebody, you got to fight right. Because it, it's not about your potential. It's not about how powerful I am or how talented I may be. Listen, it's not even about how much I know. It's not about how much energy I have. It's not about how good I am. We have to learn to fight right, okay? Faith is a fight, not a game. See, games are about winning or losing something temporary. But faith, speaking of winning and losing, is about life and death. If listen, I want to say this clearly. This may be the most solemn, serious warning I give you today. If you lose your fight of faith, you lose everything. If I lose the fight of faith, I lose it all. Yeah. I want you to win in life. I want you to win in family, and finances. I want you to win in your health. I want you to win. But let me tell you, you must win in the fight of faith. Because if you don't win the fight of faith, no matter what else you've won, you've lost. Faith is not a matter of winning or losing only. It's a matter of life and death. Winning is life and losing is death. Come on, say faith is a fight. And I am going to fight right because, why, 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 do we, why is faith a fight and more than just a, a, a game? Because this is something that, listen, if you can grab a hold of this today and walk with it, you're going to win, okay? Why is faith a fight? Because faith is a confrontation to both the flesh and the devil, that's what faith does, okay? That's how faith works. Faith confronts both my flesh and my enemy, the devil. Why? Somebody's about to shout. Why? Probably you. Why? What is the first thing, the first step of how faith works? It's about the, the will of God. And faith enforces the will of God in our lives. That's what faith does. When faith is at work, and it's actually working, and I'm working it, what ends up happening is that the will of God gets enforced. And the will of God goes against, most of the time, our flesh, right? It goes against what our flesh wants. What our emotions tell us, what our body says sometimes, what other people say, the way of the world, right? Faith is a confrontation uh, uh, against the flesh because instead of going with the flesh, it enforces the will of God. And for sure, when the will of God gets enforced, it is a direct confrontation to Satan. It's a direct confrontation against the darkness. And let me tell you something about the will of God today. You ready? You sure? You know, the best way you're going to remember this is if you tell somebody. So I, I, I know this is probably the fifth time already, but turn to somebody and I want you to tell them. 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 It is the will of God. Now and I use that pointer. I want you to tell them again, it is the will of God for you to win. Listen, Jesus did not go to the cross and bear our sin and sickness and shame and crucify our sins to the cross. And die, and then go to hell, and rob the keys of the devil, and then rise again from the death, and then ascend back into the Father for us to lose. He won, and it is His will that those of us that are in Him to win. Now get the pointer out again and say, It is the will of God for you. To win to win the fight of faith. Now let's run. I need to ask permission for something today. Every Sunday, we've been uh, uh, looking at word, uh, the word from something we've been re- reading in our, our, our daily Bible plan, right? Today I'm going to ask you permission to get ahead of our reading. Uh, Because, especially especially because I, I really felt like I should do this after the encounter retreats, okay? We just had two encounter retreats. Great victory has been won. But look at me, not only those that went to the encounter retreat, but every Christian, come on. And if you're not a Christian, you need to enter into the victory today and become born again, become a Christian. But listen, just because you won a battle doesn't mean you've yet won the war. Just because you've started the race doesn't mean you finished yet. Everything the Lord has given you, everything, every victory, every healing he's given you, the enemy would love nothing more than to steal it right back. But I've got news for you, and I've got news for the devil today. The war actually already has been won. The final victory has already been won. Jesus has won every victory, but we have got to learn to stand in our victory. Now, in our daily Bible plan, we're not to Ephesians yet. So is it okay if we, if we just one Sunday, if we jump ahead, because you're going to read it soon anyway. Are we ready? Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to read verses 10 through 18. And we're really going to just focus on one verse mainly. Ephesians 6. You can uh, look it up in your Bible or we can follow along on the screen. Ready. A final word. Be strong. I'm just so weak, pastor. Okay. Be strong. If the Bible says be strong, you can be strong. Okay? The next phrase is very important. In the Lord and in his mighty power. Don't be strong in your own self, in your own effort, in your own will, in your own ability, in your own knowledge. Be strong in the Lord And in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to do what? Stand firm. Against all the strategies of the devil. Wait a minute. I feel like it says all of them. Is it just me? Or does it say we can stand firm against all the strategies of the devil? But that one always seems to get people. Is that because it's God's will? It, it, it just seems like lust always gets men. It's just, it's just one of those strategies that w- we're just weak against. Well, if you think that way, sure. Sure. You know, I know, ladies, I, ladies say, I, I know I'm supposed to be in control of my emotions, but that's just one of those strategies that's just, I, I, it's just, it's just too much for me. I'm just weak. Well, of course, of course we're weak in our own strength and our own flesh and our own ability and our own knowledge. You know, I know I'm not supposed to to be controlled by fear, but it's just too scary out there right now. It says that we can stand firm, that we can become able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. (laughs) We'll come back to that. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places, I thought people were my enemy, Pastor. Nope. That's not the fight we're in. That's not the fight of faith for sure. Therefore... Put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Anybody ever been through a time of evil? Anybody ever been tempted? Anybody ever been attacked? It says that you can resist the enemy in that time. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. T-K-O, the devil, and I'll be standing firm. It says after the battle, the one supposed to be lying on the ground is the devil, and you and I ought to be standing firm. I don't know about you, but I, I, I feel like we're grabbing a hold of a truth. We're not supposed to lose, y'all. We're not supposed to lose. So many Christians are losing. But that's not God's will. And listen, it is not normal for a Christian to lose their battle of faith. It's not normal. We've normalized it, but it's not normal. We're supposed to win. Stand your ground, verse 14. Stand your ground. And then he starts going through some stuff. Putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be, able to, uh, you'll be fully prepared. In addition to these, to all of these, ready? I want us to read this. Hold up. All right, I want you to do it with your hand. Ready? Hold up. That was really good. Let's do that again. Hold up the shield of faith faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. That's the one you guessed right. We're going to focus on that one. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers every day. where? All right. Listen. News flash. The devil is a liar. <laughs> I just heard a song, the devil is a liar, I think it's called Devil is a Liar, you should listen to it. He tells you he'll give you everything that you desire. I don't know the rest of the words. But part of it is we're going to watch him burn, burn, burn. It's Colton Dixon. All right. Go look up. Devil is a liar. Uh-huh. Listen. B- but we know it as a cliche. The devil is a liar. Right? No, no, no. No, 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 no. I don't, no, no, no. I don't mean your, your food came, your, the, the, the waiter brought your cold food at a restaurant. The devil is a liar. You know, no. No, 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 that's silly. No, no, listen. There is, listen, there is a real devil, and he is a liar. In fact, Jesus said, everything he does is lie, because he's the father of all lies. That might change your perspective a little bit about telling lies, That changed mine. I don't want to lie. I don't want to be like him. The devil is a liar and his main weapon, his main offensive weapon to attack us is to get us to believe his lies. If you can think of how the enemy has ever had control over any area of your life, it's because you believe some sort of lie. I know for me for sure. Anytime the enemy has ever had the upper hand uh, over me is because I was believing a lie. His main weapon, his main goal is to get you to believe lies. Because listen, when we believe his lies, we grant him authority over our mind. And subsequently, over our life. When I believe the lies of the devil, I give him authority over my mind. And if he has authority over my mind, he has authority over my life. Because what I think, I will eventually act. I will eventually do. And Ephesians 6 calls his lies fiery arrows. I want you to think about it. Listen. Back in the day, when they used arrows, right, in battle, it was one thing for an arrow to hit something or somebody. But it was a whole different ballgame if that arrow was on fire. (laughs) Maximum destruction potential, right? I mean, an arrow might kill you, but it might only cut you. An arrow on fire (laughs) would catch everything on fire that it hit. That's exactly what the devil tries to do with his lies. Look at at me. This is so important. The enemy doesn't want to just lie to you and sort of get in one little corner of your mind. He wants to set you on fire. And I don't mean the good fire. I'm not talking about the fire of God. The enemy wants to burn your house down. The enemy doesn't just shoot little darts, it says they're on fire because the whole point of the lies of the devil is to find somewhere to land on you. But if it lands, then it catches everything around on fire. The enemy wants to tell you lies. About your marriage. And burn your marriage to the ground. The enemy wants to. Get you to believe a lie about your sexuality. And burn your life to the ground. The enemy wants to. Tell you a lie about your identity. And if you believe it. That will spread. And it will burn your life down. The enemy wants you to believe lies. About your health. And burn your life to the ground. The enemy wants you to believe lies about your finances and burn them to the ground. We cannot underestimate the lies of the devil. Everybody back there, I'm sorry. Our friend is back again. All right. Well, Psalms say that the swallows build nests into the sanctuary, right? Maybe he just wants to be around the presence. (sighs) You know, there are a lot of weapons that are offensive. And there are things that we conquer through our faith. But one thing we cannot overlook is that faith is actually a defensive weapon. Your faith... Everybody okay? We're protected through practicing our faith. Anybody want to be protected? Faith is the way we defend ourselves. Okay? want to know how to win through faith? Come on, who wants to know how to win through faith? Number one, we're just looking at the scripture that says, I'm going to read it again, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Number one, you have to hold up the shield. Ready? Shields up. Faith will not hold itself up. You have to hold it up. We have to hold up the shield. Faith won't exercise itself. (laughs) We will never... Ready? We will never accidentally win. We can only intentionally win. Unintentional Christians lose. Maybe I need to rewind and say that again. You will never unintentionally, accidentally win the fight of faith. If I'm unintentional, I will lose. The shield of faith must be held up, it will not hold itself up. Only you can hold up your shield. This fight is intentional. We have to practice our faith daily. Because there's not one day the enemy is not shooting some fiery arrow. In fact, I found it, there's typically not even one hour that goes by without some fiery arrow being shot my way. How about you? Hold up the shield. Come and tell your neighbor, hold up the shield. Turn to the t- turn to your other neighbor and say, "Levanta el escudo." Come on, I want us to proclaim something. I want us to declare something by faith today. I want us I want you to say this. I will win win. because I will fight fight. on purpose. purpose. You have to fight on purpose because he never stops. The enemy never stops fighting against you. If you find yourself, this is what people call, Oh, I let my guard down exactly. And as soon as you let it down, comes the fiery arrow. Why am I? Why am I feeling so attacked today? Well, just check if your shield is up. Listen, God forbid this happen, but if. If, if, if a, um, a nation decided to send a nuclear missile to the United States today, you know what? There's this thing called the shield. I don't know exactly the name of it, but it detects it and blows it out of the sky. We hope, right? Right? Okay. Okay. Make sure you got your shield up. I don't want to hear next week, Pastor, I'm just on fire, not for Jesus. I'm on fire with lust, and I can't help it. I'm on fire. I just can't stop telling lies. I'm on fire with greed. My marriage is burning to the ground. My thoughts are just out of control. There is a way to prevent that. Keep the shield up. How do we keep the shield up? It's daily faith. It's daily faith. You got to ask every day. We've got to know God's will every day. And ask for it every time. And seek his answers all the time. And persistently grab a hold of it and not let go of it all the time. We can seriously win every day. We can. I have a pastor, I am not winning right now. It's okay. It's time to pull, up the, pull out that shield of faith and hold it up. Let me tell you this. The enemy cannot penetrate the shield of faith. I have found that when I'm being dominated by the enemy, I don't have my, fa- my faith up. And sometimes you're not going to feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Many times I don't feel like making the effort, the spiritual effort. But let me tell you something. The spiritual effort to get your faith going <laughs> doesn't compare To what it feels like to be defeated. To the effort you're going to have to make to try to deal with the devil. Keep it up. Don't let your guard down. Don't drop that shield. Accidental Christians lose. Intentional Christians win. Number two. It says we can extinguish the fiery arrows... We can put them out. How do we do it? We do it with God's word. We do it with God's word. What is the opposite of every lie of the devil? The truth of God's word. If his arrows are fiery, God's word is water. We can extinguish the fiery arrows with God's word. That's why we're reading every word. You say, if I, if I don't know the word, what shield, right? What shield? We need sometimes, we're, and we're going to pray for you here at the end. Maybe you need help lifting up the shield. Maybe you don't even know what God's word says. You know that the enemy's got a hold of you. You don't even know what God says. We can help. But you got to learn to hold your own shield up. Because you have to learn to get to the point where you are extinguishing the devil's fiery arrows with God's word. Faith believes God's word above all else. Because we've already learned that his word is his will, right? Stay in the word. Read it. Believe it. Speak it. Talk to one another about it. The word, the word, the word. Every word. The enemy's arrows are fiery. And God's word is the water. Just put it right out. Listen, in a war, if a fiery missile falls into some wood, we have issues. But if a fiery bomb falls in the middle of the ocean, cool. The arrows are going to come flying, no matter what. Do they, or do they, We can extinguish the fiery arrows. You've got to learn to defend yourself with the word of God. That's how Jesus defended himself. When he was out the 40 days being tempted by the devil. In the wilderness. The devil came again and again, and every single time the devil told Jesus something, Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. He held up that shield of the word, and you can extinguish the fiery arrows, the lies of the devil. Now, this is very important. Don't just identify the lies of the enemy, exchange the lies for truth. That's how they get put out. Listen, it's not just, that's a lie of the devil. Okay, well that's good that you know that's a lie of the devil. Come on somebody, I'm just going to get real. You you want to sleep with that lady and she's not your wife. That is a lie of the devil. Well, if all I know is it, it's a lie and I don't, put it out, that might start to catch me on fire. We don't just identify the lie, we put it out with the truth. I am called to live a holy life, and I am holy as he is holy, and I love my wife, and I love my children, and I keep the marriage bed holy. See what we're doing here? We change the lie for the truth. Well, I can't afford to tithe. That, I mean, that God, no, 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 this is how the devil normally says it. Listen, I'm going to repeat the devil. Ready? God knows I can't afford to tithe. How's that going for you? Well, God knows I can't afford. God God knows I don't have enough money to tithe. Okay. Good luck with your on-fire finances. They will burn up just like that. No, 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 no. That's a lie, devil. I can't afford not to tithe. Because the Bible says, the word of God says that I can test God in this. If I give my tithes, he will rebuke the devourer for my sake. And he'll open up the windows of heaven and he'll pour out a blessing so big that I, I can't even contain it. I just have to share with others. No, 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 no. It's not just, oh, that's a lie. No, no. Change it for a truth. This is how you win. I got to hurry. Hurry. Time's up. All right. Well, let me just give one more, just to go back to last Sunday. This is what the devil will tell you God understands that that is just too hard to forgive. God understands. (laughs) No, God understands that my sins crucified Jesus. I could be forgiven. And God says that when I forgive, I experience forgiveness and my prayers get heard. Oh, oh, okay, that's better. I'll forgive. Don't just identify. Everybody knows that's a lie. I can't forgive. That's a lie. We know that, right? But don't just identify the lie. Exchange it for a truth. Okay? Exchange it for the truth. you got to displace and replace lies with truth. Number three. Fight the right enemy. Again, we talked about this last week, but faith, trust that God can handle people better than us. Yeah? Faith believes God can handle people better than I. We've got to constantly remind ourselves of who the enemy actually is. It says, if we could, if, if, if possible, if we could go back to that one verse that says hold up the shield of faith, I just want you to see it with your eyes. I could tell it to you, but I want you to see it. I think it's verse, um, here you go. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of your (laughs) ex-wife. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of that classmate that ridicules you. Hold up the Shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of that person that gossips about you all the time and talks behind your back. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of that that boss that's unfair. No. It says the fiery arrows of the devil. Now the devil can use people, but the enemy is the devil. But often we're fighting with people instead of fighting the devil. If your fight is with people, you're gonna fight all your life, and there will never be a winner. Have you noticed? When you fight with people, there is no winner, there's no such thing as a winner. Yeah? (laughs) It just sucks. (laughs) Pardon my French, but it just stinks. Stay aware of the true enemy. Don't let, listen, here's a lie. People are my enemy. You better identify that lie and exchange it for a truth. The devil is my enemy. No matter who or what he's using, the enemy is the, is the enemy, is the devil. This is what I've seen so much, and, and, and I'm going to land it with this. Listen so many Christians are distracted fighting with each other. No wonder we don't win any souls. Because we have to fight the devil for them. No wonder we not get many people healed. Because all my energy is used in handling my offenses what a distraction what a deception wow it's it's it's, it's. I I think we can handle this. Are we ready? The current state of the American church, everybody, and in local churches, rather than using our energy to the max to defeat the devil out there and bring souls into the kingdom and make disciples, we're using our energy to stay right with each other. And most of the time, it ain't working. We're using our energy on being offended, on trying to prove who's right, on this is the way it ought to be done. I don't agree with the way the church is doing it. This is, the, I, I, the, the, the sound is too loud, I know. We're working on it, okay? We know. Have you noticed our building? We know. Okay? We're working on it. But if you're fighting over that, on the sound in the sanctuary, you're fighting the wrong battle, buddy. You better be using that energy to go, go get some souls for Jesus. Oh, well, you know, this, this church is just, it's just too young. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Um, thank you. No, no. Go win some old souls then. I, they don't sing the right songs. Please don't join the worship team because you won't get to decide. Sorry, that's not the way it works. How did we get there? I'm just being raw and real. So I heard somebody say, Well, I didn't like worship today. I didn't really like those songs. We weren't singing to you, Right? right? Well, good. We weren't singing to you. Next time we're planning a worship service for you, we'll ask you what songs you'd like. Oh, come on. Now, I'm, I'm going to get really real. I don't like that. Why, why are they why all of a sudden they're speaking so much Spanish in that church? I don't, I don't identify with that. We've identified with you your whole life in English. Give me a break. Spanish souls need Jesus. It won't hurt you to try to sing some words or say hola. I promise it will help you. It won't hurt you. I, you, no, no, no. I, I just don't really agree with their form of leadership. You might. I'm just being silly. But, but, but listen, I, I, let, me just, let me just give you that scenario. I don't like the way the leader did that, my leader, my my discipleship group leader, or that pastor, or the worship. I don't like the way they did that. Okay. Tell God about it. I don't have time to teach you the whole Bible, but that's the Bible way. You tell God about it. Okay? You tell God about it. It's not your problem. Now, if it's causing a problem for you, you can talk to them about it. But the moment you go tell somebody else you have sinned, boom, right on the, on the spot. I disagree with the, what the leadership did, okay? Tell God about it, and if you need to, go tell them about it in private. The moment you mention it to anybody else, you've just gossiped, and that's a sin. Why are we on this? Fight the right enemy. I want you to notice something. Have you noticed where the enemy is? He's in here. He he doesn't often shoot fiery arrows into our heart. They get to our heart when we let them in our head. The enemy fights with our thoughts. And we've got to be vigilant. We've got to keep the shield up. We've got to know what the word of God says. So when the lies come flying at us, we go, with God's word. If you are, find yourself distracted using your spiritual energy fighting other people, today is a day to be delivered from that. I did not expect that. I was done with the message a long time ago. <laughs> if anybody's taking my time, subtract 20 minutes. Fif- 15. Look at what 1 John 5:4 4, 4 says as we get ready to close. For every child of God defeats this evil world. <laughs> Talk about the will of God. God's will is for you to win. And we achieve this victory through our what? Our faith. Our faith. We win with our faith. As we get ready to pray, I want to challenge you with something. Today, right now, not later on this afternoon, no, no, right now. Maybe it would even help if you just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to identify one fiery arrow of the enemy against your mind, your thoughts. Just one. Now, I mean, you, you make it, may think of two or three. That's fine, but at least one. We're going to zero in a specific lie the enemy has been using against you to just set you on fire. Identify it. Not vaguely, specifically. This is the lie that the devil has been telling me and I have been at least somewhat believing it. Maybe it has to do With relationships. Maybe it has to do with your identity, your sexuality. Maybe it has to do with your finances. Maybe it has to do with your health. Maybe it has to do with your emotions. Maybe it has to do with forgiveness. Maybe it has to do with just allowing yourself to be offended. Identify it. Do you got it? We got to practice this. Now, if you know what God's word says instead of that lie, I want you to begin to think it and say it. I was, I am not called to lust. I am called to purity. I am not called to. I am called to speak truth and love. I am not called to poverty. I am called to prosperity and generosity. I am not a slave to fear. God's love sets me free from all fear. see what we're doing come on whatever it is maybe you've got more than one just identify the lie and begin to speak God's truth in exchange of that lie i'll, I'll never be able you'll never be able to get get over that addiction <laughs> whom the sun sets free